0: NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now.
1: Hi, thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Communications Project Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, my guest is Kyle Elizabeth. He's the Director of Business Development with Silver Bullet Water Treatment. He's got over 15 years of experience, and he's been focusing on improving water management programs across multiple industries with a central focus on treating water for reuse applications. Interesting, welcome to the show, Kyle.
2: Thanks, Bethany, thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely, Uh, let's kick things off by getting to know you a little bit better. Let's learn about your background and what kinds of professional and personal experiences you had in the past before getting involved in the cannabis industry.
2: Sure. Um, so, I grew up on a horse ranch, um, and I also played competitive ice hockey throughout the U.S. and Canada growing up. Yeah, I transitioned from that to uh, go to university. I went to the University of Texas in Austin, where I studied environmental science and biology. And quickly after that, um, I began my career in, in water treatment and in water management, and that took me... All over the place. Uh, We had projects um, that I was involved with in uh, South America, in Mexico, uh, North America. Um, It was really centered around agricultural water management and water reuse. Mm -hmm. So We would find applications where we could take um, waste streams and uh, treat them and reuse them for agricultural applications. Um, and then I slowly transitioned into Silver Bullet where I work here now.
1: Gotcha. So Silver Bullet, uh, obviously probably works with various industries outside of cannabis, but as far as being involved in the cannabis industry to work in this federally un- uncertain, uh, landscape for sure. Uh, how do you feel about that? And, and how did you make that? crossover into being involved in cannabis
2: yeah it's a good question so silver bullet didn't evolve out of um, treating water for the cannabis industry we are involved in a lot of other industries uh, some select markets agriculture uh, livestock animal health commercial cooling and when I first got to the company five years ago I was involved in our R&D arm Uh, of the company. So we would go out, we'd manage pilot projects, um, in new markets with my ag background. Um, and the technologies that we have here at our company, I saw a niche to, uh, enter into what's called the controlled environment agriculture industry. Mm -hmm. And so we started doing pilots with commercial hydroponic producers of leafy greens. We did several, um, academic research um, projects with Colorado State University, which is our state land grant school for Ag. And so we took a really, we said, hey, we're starting to see some really good benefits with our treatment technologies and our approach to water management be applied to control the future. As we saw the emergence of not just that industry, but cannabis specifically, um, we conducted several projects with uh, medical cannabis cultivators in uh, in California. Saw great results and started to commercialize our approach into helping the, the cannabis industry.
1: Got it. Uh, did anybody at the company have any hesitance or were people kind of excited to get involved in cannabis? I mean, it's usually one way or the other. People are a little hesitant and scared and nervous or they're all in.
2: Yeah, that's funny uh, because it was, right? <laughs> we had some people very excited and some people thinking that this was going to be kind of a crash and burn kind of industry. And then we also were going out to other agriculture events and conferences, and even other vendors were, uh, we're not involved in that industry. Our investors don't want to be. That was 2014, 15, 16 ish. Mm-hmm. Now um, it's a no brainer. People are very excited. This is one of the younger. But more prosperous um, sectors of our of our company, and mm. um, people are really excited about it.
1: I'm glad to hear that. There's there's a lot to be excited about for sure. <laughs> um, so so today you are the director of business development at Silver Bullet Water Treatment. So why don't you just tell me a little bit more about what the company's up to, what your day to day is like, and and uh, w- what's going on in 2020 for Silver Bullet.
2: Sure. Um to step back, like I said, we're involved in a lot of other markets. Uh, cannabis being one of our younger divisions. Um I'm in charge of our horticulture division. So that involves anything to do with indoor controlled commercial plant production. I'd say cannabis takes up about 70% of our time in this uh, in this segment. Oh wow. Um yeah, it's 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 really evolved and um company-wide, we got a team of about 30 people here. Um, I manage um, a a group of of five uh, dedicated project managers and design engineers and programmers um, and install coordinators. So that team really, we do on a given month about six to 10 projects where we're helping from very small systems to entire cultivation facilities. And then we kind of lean on our on our corporate resources, manufacturing to to help support us. Um, uh, And this year, uh, we're expecting to not only double our staff, but double our volume this year, as we continue to get more involved, especially in the cannabis industry.
1: Got it, absolutely. Uh, Well, by the time this episode airs, we'll be on the other side of the Northeast Cannabis Business Conference in boston february 19th and 20th uh and i know you're gonna be there so like i said this episode will air later um but you're going to be there you're speaking at the conference uh i'm looking forward to being in boston and uh, seeing so many ncia members uh, can, can you tell me a little bit more about your your panel that you'll be speaking on and what you'll be sharing with the audience members at the Northeast Cannabis Business Conference?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, We try and do uh, one to two speaking engagements a quarter um, and we're definitely excited. This will be our first uh, speaking engagement with NCIA and in that particular talk we'll be talking about best water management practices um, as it relates to cannabis cultivation and we really have a big emphasis on the regional aspects of water management, you know, the Northeast, Massachusetts, Maine, emerging states like New York, um, they're gonna have a different approach from a regulatory standpoint and from a cultivation standpoint when it comes to water and how to use it and how to regulate it. It's gonna be very different than how we do it here in Colorado, or even how they do it in, in some provinces in Canada. So it'll be region specific, but it'll hopefully give the, the, the audience um, an opportunity to understand uh, some tips, some tricks, um, some some regulatory insights to help them better manage their cultivation operation.
1: Gotcha. Is water management seen as a sort of state and regional uh, issue or, or are there federal Water issues. I mean, I, I'm thinking it's, de- it's dependent upon the climate, it's dependent upon uh, so many different um, ecological factors, right? So you can't treat water from California the same as you treat water from Nevada, right?
2: Yeah, I think the best way to answer that is to really say, you know, we have um, federal regulation over water. That's the Clean Water Act and a lot of other um, uh, policies that is broken down to the state level and the Mm -hmm. states are the one that the ones take it to their region and enforce it and that's even broken down further into counties and municipalities and townships wherever you're living but they're all different right Uh, you know california has a water shortage um Mm -hmm. colorado kind of fluctuates um and and different states um, have different population densities that all affects how they manage their water i'd say specific to cannabis it's even, uh, it's even more defined um, because you're growing in a variety of different ways, you're cultivating in a variety of different ways, indoors, greenhouse, you know, outdoors. And um, the state is going to uh, kind of regulate that um, specific to pretty much the water that they have allocated to provide that industry, that new emerging industry. So it'll be, it'll be different per state. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: All right. Well, we are going to take our first commercial break and then we'll be right back to chat more with Kyle from Silver Bullet Water Treatment. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors.
3: The 2020 Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference in Miami, February 24th and 25th is the premier gathering of cannabis entrepreneurs and investors in North America. No other conference offers the level of access and seamlessness of interaction between entrepreneurs building future billion-dollar cannabis enterprises and the investors whose capital will make that happen. CannabisRadio.com welcomes listeners to register for the event for 30% off using promo code CannabisRadio at BenzingaCannabisConference.com. The 2020 Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference in Miami, February 24th and 25th. Register now for 30% off using promo code CannabisRadio at BenzingaCannabisConference.com. Trends in technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on The Cutting Edge of Cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Get paid for your opinions about cannabis. Cannabis Insight Collective pays you when you provide your opinions. It's as easy as 1, 2, 3. 1. Sign up and answer a quick survey that tells us a little about you. 2. Get connected and we'll reach out when there's a good match for you to participate in. 3. Inspire and be rewarded. Your opinion matters, so share your opinion with us and receive a reward for your thoughts. Help elevate your favorite brands in the cannabis industry with your input by going to com,
0: Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. If you're just tuning in, We're chatting with Kyle Elizabeth from Silver Bullet Water Treatment, and we're just gonna dive right into the deep end here. Uh, Let's talk about what water management is and how water management in cannabis cultivation, which we are our own unique little world here, how it differs from using water, uh, how water usage works in other more normal agricultural industry sectors like tomatoes and strawberries, right?
2: Sure, yeah, absolutely. The term water um, you know, everything that's gonna be involved, not just treatment, uh, but how you're using water throughout your facility, uh, how you're ensuring quality, how you're preventing maintenance, how you're reducing your operating costs, preventing disease, recycling, reusing. Um, it's really uh, similar to, how a lot of commercial cultivators are managing their environmental controls, you know, or their budget, for that matter, um, and so I think optimizing it for cannabis cultivation, cultivation um, is, is pretty interesting. You know, we're we're growing a high value, high quality crop, and this industry has found. Uh, beneficial use and 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 making that process really efficient. So, in other words, mm-hmm. we can we can take and we can treat that water and, and enhance it to a high quality, enhance the nutrient fertilizers and additives to a high quality, and deliver it to our plants to get the best quality yield that we want in the plant production. The water management um, specific to cannabis cultivation uh, is pretty interesting and unique. You know we are trying to um, ensure quality and prevent maintenance and then reduce operating costs, uh, prevent disease and recycle our water. Um, so it's, it's really how the entire facility, not just irrigation water, but the entire facility is using their water um, and optimizing it for, for efficient plant production. Um, so Part of this is treatment, but also part of it is is is, is monitoring that water, and uh, and being able to, to reuse not just climate control water but irrigation water when possible. Um, I think this differs a lot from conventional agriculture, uh, where you're you know you're you might be growing row crops or you might be doing some monoculture of a specific crop. Um, those those crops typically uh, don't produce the same. Uh, uh, price point right so, you know <laughs> there's there's kind of less incentive there to um, to to enhance that water quality to optimize plant production
1: yeah I, I can understand that I mean how expensive is a tomato going to get versus cannabis
2: right right <laughs> gotcha exactly.
1: okay so so water management is um, for somebody who I've I've stepped into many cultivation facilities, but I am not a cultivator. I am just trying to keep my house plants alive in my house, and if I can succeed at that, I'm doing good. I leave it to the experts for growing the good stuff. So, obviously, I I, I know you have to water plants, um, and there's lots of different ways to do that based on the various facilities I've seen. Uh, so the you're bringing water into the building and it's the first time that water's been in the building, but you might need to put it through some filters, you might need to change the pH levels, you might need to test for organisms, all all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, those are all really, really good points. Um, when we work with cultivators, you know, we, we start with, hey, what is your water quality coming into the building and where do we want to get it to uh, for your operation? Uh, growers use all kinds of different cultivation methods, right? Um, organic, synthetic fertilizers, uh, soil, uh, inert media. So there's different ways to cultivate. And you can change your water quality to match your nutrient inputs and deliver that water and, and, and reduce costs along the way and prevent maintenance. Um, we always say that, you know, use an accredited uh, lab and get a water analysis. That's a good place to start. It's going to tell you what's in your water, what treatment processes you need to do to uh, remove constituents that you don't want in there. Mm-hmm. And then storing that treated water um, on site is very important. I think that's become an industry norm now where a lot of other, um, I guess, several years ago, uh, some commercial cultivation uh, were, were having more of a lean operation. Um, if something happens in your operation where you need that stored water, um, that's important to have on site.
1: Okay. Water is, uh, is, is the source of life, apparently. Yes, it's important stuff. So, all right, so we're talking, we talked about you're bringing the water in in the first place and making sure it's meeting your needs. So, but the idea of reusing and, and recycling this water and using it the first time you're build, bringing it into the building, it sounds like a really good step in the right direction for notional sustainability but also efficient business practices if you do it correctly. So uh, tell me more about what that actually looks like in practice.
2: Yeah, this is one of the more exciting and fun parts of our job um, and this industry um, because there's so many opportunities to not just optimize you know, water quality and efficiency, but recycle and reuse it. Um, so yeah, you're bringing that water in, you're treating it, you're storing it, you're feeding it to your plants, um, again depending on your cultivation method uh, you'll have certain waste streams you know you'll have certain runoff uh, from Mm -hmm. irrigation or where you can take that water again test it understand what the water quality is and then put the right treatment process back in place to take out constituents you don't want those are typically solids and organics and be able to reuse that water, and a lot of times <clears throat> you can reuse the, the, the valuable nutrients that you added, you know, that are, that are running mm. off from that plant. Um, and so um, there's this, this cool kind of uh, uh, recycle process um, that you can implement that's a little bit easier with synthetic nutrient fertilizers, um, there's a lot of them out there on the market, um, it's a little bit more challenging with organic fertilizers. Mm. Uh, we're successfully doing that with several uh, commercial operations um, in different states. So it is possible. It just takes a little bit different water management strategy.
1: Understood. Okay. Uh, so, what, I, so one of my good friends actually works in uh, management for, for the state of Colorado here. and it, It's just such a precious thing on this planet having clean water, right? Uh, So a lot of things can go wrong with water. You don't want water that's going to make you sick or, like you said, has some solids in it that you don't want. And there's plenty of risks, I'm sure, that could present themselves to a cultivator. Um, What are some of those risks that proper water management practices could address or even prevent?
2: Right. So we've kind of talked about, you know, how this is a high value crop and we're putting a lot of, 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 of resources in uh, water and the environment and the growing conditions. The last thing you want is to have a disease or a pathogen or something impact yield quality or, or plant production. So in terms of the water management side of things, what can what can harm that plant? Well, um, there's a number of waterborne pathogens. Um, and they're they're typically uh, fungal pathogens, fungal microbes. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of bacteria-related pathogens. And knowing what those are and identifying how to remove them um, should be key to to any grower's um, um, operation or SOP. Um, so those are some concerns. You know, microbes, yeah. uh, not keeping active maintenance or cleaning of your system. So, in other words, if you have uh, irrigation distribution tanks or collection systems, and those are being left untreated, uh, they can start to grow algae and biofilm. And what that can do is that can change the quality of your water, it can change the pH, it can absorb some of the nutrients you're trying to feed your plants they can harbor pathogens, they can cause maintenance issues. Um, So that's another way. And the third way, and and a very important way that water quality can impact plant production is um, other dissolved uh, constituents, such as heavy metals. Uh, The cannabis industry is unique because it is now getting tested in a lot of states for heavy metals in the in the flower, or in the in the in the in the in the part of the plant that's going to uh, uh, lab testing, right? Um, and so, if you have heavy metals in your water, and the only way you're going to know is by getting your water tested again. It's a reoccurring theme. Um, is to uh, get the right treatment process in place to remove those metals, uh, so they don't cause. Uh, plant production issues. Absolutely.
1: Clean water for humans and for cannabis plants, basically, is what we need here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're gonna take our last commercial break and then we'll be right back to wrap up our chat with Kyle from Silver Bullet Water Treatment. Stay tuned.
0: NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors.
3: executives and companies in the cannabis industry
1: plant profits only on cannabisradio.com
3: Hey take a look at this they're selling smart pots <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart where is it not that kind of pot so it seems like a smart investment. Look for Smart Pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at SmartPots.com.
0: Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's cannabis industry voice only on CannabisRadio.com
1: right. We're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, learning about the importance of water management and good clean water for cannabis plants and humans. Um, So I already mentioned that you uh, spoke at the Northeast Cannabis Business Conference in Boston, and your company's obviously a member of NCIA. So appreciate you guys getting involved for sure. What made your company decide to take it to the next level and join NCIA and get connected with our, our nationwide association?
2: Yeah, I love this question. Um, we partner with three or four different membership organizations. Um, NCI stands out to us um, because, I mean, you guys are, are big advocates for sustainability, best practices like we're talking about today, um, equality. Those are all you know values that we build principles on. So it was a no-brainer for us. Um, you're also right here in Denver, um, and we've just really appreciated collaborating with you and supporting you guys um, on really your your national lobbying efforts for for this industry. Um, the other thing I like about the cannabis industry it's it's got a huge opportunity to pioneer <laughs> agricultural, you know, uh, plant production and different medical practices. And so yes. we want to partner with the right organizations that are, that are going to ensure that happens.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I've been with NCIA working here full time for a little over six years now, and it's just been amazing to see uh, all the new members, how sophisticated they are, how our industry continues to lift each other up. Um, we're really, really pushing the envelope and we're really giving Congress a run for their money, which reminds me, Lobby Days is coming up and um, the advocacy part of your membership with NCIA is just as important as the business connections and networking and the education. Um, But the advocacy part, yes, we have a GR team, government relations team in DC, 365 representing the industry, But Lobby Days is a really cool opportunity for you, someone who is on the ground doing the work, to go meet with members of Congress and look them in the eyes and tell them about your struggles as a cannabis professional and the need to uh, pass the Safe Banking Act through Senate and reform the tax code and um, give more opportunities for our industry to thrive. So there's... Yes, I, I definitely encourage you to start making plans to join us in May for lobby days. Um, there's there's a lot and it's it's NCIA's 10 year anniversary. So um, we were founded in 2010. So there's a lot to look back on of what we've accomplished in the last 10 years. Uh, so what, here's a fun question. Where were you 10 years ago and could you have predicted the cannabis industry would look the way it does right now? <laughs>
2: well um i knew you were gonna ask this question and <laughs> um, i have an interesting uh, small story about about cannabis I, I was not involved in this industry 10 years ago uh, nor did i think it'd be where it's at today but um not people not many people are aware i was arrested for for a joint uh that i had in a rural part of uh, uh, the southeast uh, when i was rock climbing with some friends um, it was yeah, it was embarrassing. I, you know, I kind of thought my life was over. A joint? Uh, I thought, yeah. I thought everybody in my life would be it turned out to not be that dramatic and <laughs> I had to pay a, a small fine. Oh. But what it did is it provided me a little bit of in- empathy for, for others who've been impacted. Um, and um, I, I don't think the punishment um fits the crime and i'm I'm really glad to see not just ncia but the industry as a whole kind of strive for for decriminalization of of this uh of this natural plant
1: maybe some record expungement and
2: great right (laughs) maybe some
1: some um helping out of those who have been impacted by the war on drugs and helping them get a, a a piece of this industry for themselves yeah
2: Absolutely. It has not directly impacted my career or, or my personal life. It has it has damaged a lot of other people's. Like I said, I'm yeah. very fortunate, mm-hmm. um, but the, the punishment doesn't fit the crime. And it's ironic now that I I work almost full time in this industry and I'm very proud of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, It's awesome. So if you were to look in your crystal ball um, ten years from now in the year 2030, do you have any predictions or hopes or wishes
2: 10 years from now for the cannabis industry uh, this industry is <laughs> is going to continue to pioneer uh technology innovation for agriculture i mean lighting ai genetics water optimization carbon footprint i mean it's changing the way we grow plants uh and yeah, it's making that. yeah right and it's making technology more efficient and the cost coming down so you can grow other Crops um, in a, in, a, in a similar manner, uh, where people are growing hops and, and and all kinds of food varieties now uh, in controlled environments, and um, so it's going to continue to evolve. Um, but it's also going to continue to evolve uh, the medicinal benefits and 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 have a paradigm shift on alternative medicine, health, and wellness. Yes. I think I think it's not just medicinal, but it's a cultural movement as well, and. I'm just—I'm really excited to see, you know, natural rem- um, and natural products take place of, of some of the uh, some of the opioid um, and in other, you know, ways we, 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 we treat patients these days.
1: Absolutely, hundred percent. Well, uh, we're almost out of time, Kyle. But I hope to see you at one of our upcoming events in 2020. Our next. Round of events is in March. It's our Cannabis Caucus series NCIA members are familiar with it this year It is exclusive to ncia members. So no non-members Can buy tickets this time around and it's only happening Once uh, in the month of march we will be in portland, oregon denver, colorado st louis, missouri, detroit, michigan chicago, illinois sacramento, california newark, new jersey and Los Angeles, California throughout the month of March. You can head to our website, thecannabisindustry.org events to see more of our event calendar. And if you're an NCIA member, go ahead and register. Uh, well, Kyle, thank you again for being on the show today. Where can people find out more about your work at
2: Silver Bullet Water? So thank you uh, for having me on. This was a lot of fun. And um, um, I will say with confidence, uh, yes, we will, we will be attending um, a, a lot of uh, the NCI events uh, throughout the year uh, and continue to be involved. Um, if you want to find out more information about our company, um, I would say uh, give us a call. Um, our number is 303-552-2383. Uh, but check out our website, silverbulletcorp.com and find us on social media. Perfect. Yep,
1: we'll see you there. All right, thanks everybody for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time.